Greetings, everyone, and welcome to episode 86 of Teaching Tales, the podcast totally devoted to sharing stories from the world of education. Once again, I am your host, Brent Coley, an elementary principal in beautiful Southern California. And joining me today, someone I've wanted to have on the show for a long time. We were talking about this before we started recording. The one, the only, Mr. Brian Briggs. Brian, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. This is this is great stuff. I'm excited to be here too. This is, we were talking before we started recording that uh, this little thing called COVID happened, which kind of put uh, the podcast, I think I said, it wasn't even on the back burner. You said it was in the, the fridge. It was in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> but we've, we're thawing the podcast out. We're, we're getting back into it. And I'm really excited to have you on. As I said, um, what we're going to talk about today, I think both of us are very passionate about. But I just wanted to talk to you about anything yeah. for a while. So thank you for making the time, my friend. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. I, I got to say, again, the, the Coley cast, um, I remember like vividly, like uh, my wife gives me a hard time on this is where like when we see movies on TV, I can vividly place what we did that night when we saw that. So I remember one of your episodes, I think it was episode six. It was with your dad. Yeah, I remember yeah. listening to that on the way to Spring Q um, years ago. Uh, and I just, I thought that was so memorable. I mean, it was so great that you had your dad come on and, and share, you know, these similar stories, which is great. I mean, it was, it was phenomenal. There's that part where I was jealous that I wish I had that relationship with my dad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was very inspiring. Oh, thank you. That, that, that warms my heart. That is one of my favorite episodes. Um, uh, that I got to, ch when I got to chat with my dad. So that's awesome. Uh, so I know who Brian Briggs is, yeah. but and, and I think many of the people listening know who. But just in case, who is Brian Briggs? Give us a little background. It, this is hard because I I hate talking about myself. But um, I always start. I am a former kindergarten teacher, uh, and now I am a director of technology for the Washington School District in West Sacramento. Um, also on the side, I am I am on the cue board. Uh, so that, you know, I, I tend to be busy. I like to be busy. Keeps me. The, 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 cube, the board president, I believe. Yes, right? I am the, the cue board president. So awesome. keep, keeps us, keeps us, uh, keeps me on my toes. I, I, yes, I, I can, I'm, I'm, I'm on the board of, of our local affiliate and mm -hmm. that keeps me busy. And yeah. that's not, that's just the local affiliate board. Yeah. So I can only imagine all that you've got on your plate. But um, I, I mean, for anyone listening, I mean, Brian, Brian is, I, I like your Twitter by your one half of the, of the check this out check podcast this out. with, with Ryan O'Donnell. We gave you a shout out in my last episode when I talked with Scott Noons about podcasting. I mean, you guys have been uh, an inspiration for me and I know a lot of others podcasters just number one, you share great stuff, but you guys are just good guys. I mean, yeah. <laughs> both of you, I mean, and I can't wait till I can't wait till uh, we get to move past the current mm -hmm. situation that we're in and then we can get back to um, in-person. Yes. Yes. In-person conferences. And we've, we've talked about, you know, having at the next conferences now with this rig I have set up is having a lot of people around physical round table and having people talk together like Tom Covington and, and Mike yes. Jeskoff of Tosa's Talking Tech. Again, they're, they're again, just sharing stories, you know, even like, um, who is I talking to? Uh, Ed Campos talking about we just a lot of people want to see the nuts and bolts 
of, yeah. of like what goes on and sharing, sharing our pitfalls. And Ryan and I have discussed that at conferences, like here are some of our pitfalls not to do. Um, and so I, I think a lot of people just starting, they kind of need that. Um, Absolutely. And yeah, the, the check this out show, uh, it, it's fun. Um, Ryan and I, we, we consider it like edutainment. Um, we, it's I, awesome. Yeah. And I think Ryan and I, we go back a, a while back and it, it's a funny story how the podcast started. But again, it's just and a lot of people, let, they say it they, uh, when they hear our show, that's us in real life too, uh, what you hear on the show. So uh, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. We, yeah, it's great. He's, we're, we're like the same person, except he's about a foot taller than I am. So it's, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he is, he is, uh, he is tall. Yes, he is yeah. taller, than, <laughs> taller than me as well. Yeah. So, well, again, at the end of the show, we'll, we'll, get, we'll let you give your contact info and, and where people can find the podcast. But let's, let's jump in. I mean, when you and I were chatting before we hit record on this, um, we're talking about COVID. I mean, we're recording this in, in early January of 2021. We're still in the middle, midst of a pandemic. Most of the people listening right now are uh, either 100% virtual instruction or in a hybrid model of some sort. I think very few schools across the country are 100% back just mm-hmm. under normal circumstances. And I was talking with, with my wife and with somebody else about this. And we're, we're going to talk about silver, silver linings today. Like, despite the horrific things that have happened over the last year or almost a year, there have been good things, some positives that have come out of this. And I, I just think it's really important that we share some of those and try to spend some time because it's very easy to focus and go down that rabbit hole of 2020 stinks and it's the yeah. i mean and i mean it's true it's, it's true <laughs> it did it did stink but um and, and and the the disclaimer right now in no way do we want to minimize the challenges the struggles that so many people that have gone through this year i mean the loss of loved ones i mean people mm-hmm. People have lost their lives because of this. So in no way do we want to say, oh, well, it's all rainbows and unicorns because yeah. it hasn't been all rainbows and unicorns. However, there have been some rainbows. Yeah. There have been some unicorns. And, and now is where you, you, you had said it well, like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, we've got, we've, there's vaccines that are, that is there. Now we're moving it. So it may still be a ways away, but at least we can see that the end is in sight. So, I've seen a lot of great things in my position as an elementary principal. You have seen as, as a director of technology up in your district, some positives. And let's just go back and forth a little bit to share some of those things. So tell me something, tell listeners something. What is something good yeah. <laughs> that you saw that you have experienced out of 2020, out of what we've gone through? Yeah. And to echo, like you said, um, not to downplay of how how bad it really, it really is. I meant uh, yeah. when Bitmoji makes a dumpster fire, uh, yeah. 2020, you know, it's pretty bad, but yes. again, it's, this is also the great time of year to reflect of, of 2020 and to not to dwell and focus on those, those bad times, which clearly there are a lot to choose from. Yes. But you know, as we're moving into this new year, the new beginning, some of the, the new, great things um, that we did see. And maybe to, 
let's exploit those great things. And like mm-hmm. when you said the silver lining, I mean, that's, that's, that's great. Uh, it's a, it's great. So like mine, what I saw, uh, and then again, this is beyond my teachers. This is on social media and people have been sharing is the resiliency and the flexibility of teachers and educators oh. of, of what they've been doing. I mean, since I mean the pandemic, that was pandemic teaching. That was emergency teaching. Um, but where they were able to take that um, and, you know, elevate their education. It, and what's, what sunk in my mind on this was our students that are our ESL students that, you know, it's sink or swim when they come into our classroom. And yeah. uh, a lot of that, and that's kind of like what it was for teaching was they're in like, again, with my background of being into ed tech, I've been shouting from the mountaintops of how great technology is in the classroom, but it was always fell on deaf ears that, oh, this is the crazy guy saying that there's sure. Tech. But then when this happens, it was like on the forefront, I became an expert in, in my previous district. Um, so, and then I was all, all of a sudden I was at the big table uh, before yeah. I was always in, oh, you just deal with the wires and pliers, but yeah. And so just seeing now the teachers being able to adapt and take this to a new world that, you know, it, it stretched their mindsets. Um, they were, they were out of their comfort zones now, but they were able to grasp it and elevate their own teaching. So now this is going, they're finding new tools, they're sharing. Um, that's the great thing with, even on, as I, I'm not a huge fan of Facebook, but just watching what people are sharing on there. Yeah. Um, it, it, all the way to the, what is it? The Bitmoji classrooms. I mean, that got some heat, but you know, that was a great entry point to sure. set up these virtual environments. Oh, ab- absolutely. Um, everything you're saying there, I made a little list of that I'm looking at here of some, and, and you've touched upon some of the things that the skills that our teachers have learned out of absolute necessity. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was like, it's kind of like, well, I don't want to learn it. Well, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, this is kind of the situation we're in, but I have told so many people, I didn't think pre-pandemic, I didn't think I could be more proud of our staff until this happened. And they've just absolutely blown away, um, blown me away with what they have done in terms of, you mentioned Bitmoji classrooms. Yeah. Um, and like you said, it's taken some heat, but at the same time, as a former kindergarten teacher, when you've got a five-year-old who's logging on to your learning management system and you see this, this cute, I mean, cause cute matters. Yeah. I mean, the cute factor, it, it matters. And you see something like that. It's visually appealing. Um, it's great. I mean, one of my things, one of the silver linings kind of piggybacking on what you said was, well, before I get there, Flipgrid. I'm going to use Flipgrid yeah, for example. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Ann Cosma. I uh-huh. mean, you know Ann. I know Ann. I mean, back in November, we brought Ann in for some virtual training on a, a full day's workshop on Flipgrid. Oh, now, this God. was we didn't know what was coming. Yeah. But we spent. We had a staff development day on November first. We brought Ann in and we showed our teachers how to use Flipgrid, and Teachers were, it was great. And you know how sometimes you learn something new, but then it kind of, it gets pushed back because you're going back to what, what you know. Yeah. Then school closes 
in the middle of March, March 13th, Friday the 13th, school closes. <laughs> Teachers were able to then go back to what they had learned in November, what Anne had taught them, and they leveraged the heck out of that thing. And it is now one of the go-to tools that, that my teachers use as a way to increase that, give them opportunities for speaking and learning, to um, see their classmates that they, don't, they haven't gotten to see anymore. It's just, it's been, it's been remarkable. It's been absolutely remarkable. Yeah, Flipgrid is one of those tools, and and I know when I when I started that virtual academy for my former district, uh, we there were tons of tools out there, um, but I just focused on three tools that I want them to be proficient in, um, and Flipgrid was one, Padlet was another, and then also Nearpod. Um, so those three tools we were able to do so much, and just uh, and doing the virtual trainings on those. Um, you know, they put, it put, uh, them as the role of a student. So they were able to see how these tools could work for them, uh, and then apply those, how they felt about those schools of what they can do back in, in their classroom. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been amazing what they, what they have done. I mean, which kind of ties into that, that other list that I had was a silver lining that has come out of this. Our district adopted Canvas as our learning management system this year. So what's a positive that's come out of the pandemic? Every single teacher at my school and my entire district, every single teacher has a functioning classroom website. Oh, that's nice. If you, I mean, if, if you think about this now, because they've had to, this, yeah. is the, <laughs> this is their classroom now. And as somebody who, I had a classroom website when I was in the classroom. MrColey.com was my baby, and I spent, yeah. I mean, 10 years building that sucker up. So I have a passion for this because I know what it can do. It can break down the walls of a physical classroom, provide opportunities for students 24-7 to communicate with families. So I know the value of this, and I've always like, hey, teacher, like, yay, yeah, this yeah. is great. Like, please do this. They've now done that. Now, yeah it was forced upon them, <laughs> but while it was kind of like the birthing pains of it was, it was uncomfortable and it spent a, and had to spend a lot of time doing that, but you should see what they have come up with now. Yeah. And yeah, it's just not that web web page that was static no. for a year long, you know, teachers set it up before school site. Okay, yep. This is got done for the year. It's, it's a splash page for your daily, you exactly. know, your daily instruction now. And, and, and and when we come We've back, seen that. Yeah. yes, and when we come back, they'll still have that. And mm -hmm. yes, while they may not be putting everything on there, you can still put a whole, I mean, when you have that resource that you did in class, you can throw it up on your page. Yeah. And then if the kiddo who was absent can download it from that page. I mean, it's just, that's, a, that's been a huge silver lining that, that every one of us moving forward, they now have a functioning uh like you said, non-static <laughs> page. And some of them, I mean, the, the, the cuteness factor, again, I, I mean, I, cute was never my thing because <laughs> I just, I, I, that's just, I was more functional. But yeah. I'm telling you that what they have, they've created their graphics and they, they're so, it's amazing. It is so amazing what they have done.
And I, I know another silver lining for teachers, they may not see this now, is with them creating all these lessons online and virtual learning and for asynchronous learning, um, next year, one of the things they're going to go, oh, oh yeah, was that I hated when I got the, the form that, oh, you have a student that's going to be out for a week and they need independent <laughs> study. And you're throwing those packets together, you know, doing this. They can now just find what they've done you know, during virtual teachings, uh, if they have these set up and go, okay, here you go. Here's, yep. here it is online or, or here it is in canvas, um, mm -hmm. complete it for the week's work. And then there you go. Uh, exactly. So that, that's canvas is a, yeah, is a great tool. And I think a, a lot, I think it, almost all districts either went canvas, everyone I've talked to went canvas or there was Schoology, uh, yeah. but there's an LMS in place that, that goes above and beyond like what Google classroom can offer. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that. And again, I think learning management systems is, is essential. Uh, and Canvas is a great one because I know Canvas also carries over into the, K, uh, the secondary schools. We've, it's K-12. We've, yeah. our, our district, it's a K-12 district, and we've adopted it so that one of the nice things is that, yeah, my, my fifth graders, when they transition to middle school, they'll going to be the same thing. And then when they yeah. transition to high school, it's going to look the same. I mean, different and then, teacher, but. And community the, colleges too are using Canvas. So again, it's, it's a great system and transition to start early on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. My, my daughter in college has used yeah. Canvas. So awesome. yeah, so it's, it's, it's great. What else, what, what else have you seen? Um, that's another thing, silver lining. Another thing for me was um, going back to the flexibility piece was, again, being involved with Q, um, going from a full in-person conference to a, to a virtual conference in a matter of weeks, um, being a part of that and also being a part of, I was on the ISTE planning team to plan conf the conference planning team. And seeing that, okay, that shut down. Okay, they're going to go to hybrid. No, we're going to go all online and let's try to gear the sessions to a virtual format for teachers that are teaching virtually. And just seeing just presenters uh, being able to tweak their presentations and just that willingness to share. Um, and, you know, that was the other part I have on this, on my list was just all the amount of educators we want to help by heart. Um, mm -hmm. and now just seeing that, that all of these people, there's someone you can go to if you need some help. Um, yeah. even if you're not on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or any of the other socials, you can turn to your colleagues now. Um, I think one of the silver linings was it allowed, it allowed us to be vulnerable and ask for help. Um, even myself as, as being, as being so-called air quote, an expert, um, yeah. I still asked for help. Um, I, in order for myself to grow in this position is I, I had to be allowed to be vulnerable and ask for help. Um, and then a, a totally giving credit for when I was asking for help. Uh, but I think this time allowed us for that. We were all learning. Again, I, I'm, my biggest fear is for those first year teachers that this is this is what they've been thrown into yeah. um but just to all those new first year teachers it does get better it does get well because because you i like how you said perfect segue because everybody was a first year teacher this yes year. i mean yes. and even though this is year eight of being a principal for me i was a first year principal yeah because 
I've never led through a global pandemic before. I mean, I missed, I missed that. I missed that class of my admin credential yeah, program. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it just, everybody doesn't matter if you're a first year or a 31st year mm-hmm. veteran, every single, it was almost level playing field. We yeah. were all thrust into a situation that we've never done before. And I love how you said that vulnerability because you were able, I mean, I was able to look at my staff and be like, hey, guys, I've never done this before either. Like, we're, we're, we're going through this yeah. together. And I love how you said asking for help because, I mean, that's how we, that's how we get better. I mean, even if we are a 30-year veteran, mm-hmm. the 30-year veteran can learn from the first-year teacher Yeah, because they're bringing in stuff that, oh, my gosh, I never, never thought of that before. It's yeah, it's all new. And, and I'm curious again, when, when we're back in person, the silver lining, this, you know, this, I, I have collaboration, but these relationships that are built virtually, how is that going to, how is that going to, uh, you know, expand as when we're back in person, you know, that, that 30 year teacher, you know, that, that does her thing is now open to new ideas. Yes. And now they're going to want to share back. Um, and it's that whole giving back type uh, attitude is that, it's going to be phenomenal when we get back in person. I just, I meant the amount of hugs that are going to go around, which is oh. going to be crazy. Uh, <laughs> but I think the, our relationships are going to be even stronger when we get back. Um, especially like you being a principal at one site. I mean, I'm sure you're going to be able to see it firsthand. Um, oh yeah. Even, I, yeah. We do have strong communities in our schools. I think they're going to be even stronger when we get back. I, I agree. And that, I mean, you've, you've again, beautifully segued into something <laughs> on my list. It's uh, what, what I think this has shown us is, is relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, we, we hear that so often, but what has this shown? It's shown how important relationships are. The, I think one of the hardest things for me is when you can't be in person, like you said, the hugs, the high fives, like with the kids, oh my gosh, not getting the high fives and not being able to see the kids in person for me has been one of the hardest, one of the hardest parts of, of going through this. But what they have done, what, what teachers have been able to do is they've seen the importance of relationships and they're just having to build them in a different way. And, and I'm going to go ahead and segue here. Um, I did a flip. I asked I put out on Twitter, I made a Flipgrid and said, hey, would anyone be willing to share their silver lining? And what we're talking about right here, I want to share what one of my second grade teachers, Teresa Romo. So Teresa, if you're listening, thank you for sharing this. I want to share what she recorded because she talked about um, this relationships here. So I'm going to go ahead and play her, um, her thing. Hi, I'm Teresa Romo. I work at Ulta Marietta. And one of the things I think, well, there's lots of things that I think is a benefit to this time, but it's how I know my students more intimately than if I was just in the classroom. And I mean, I know things about their parents, their grandparents. I've met grandparents while they're walking by. Obviously, I've met parents, brothers, sisters. I've met pets. I've seen the colors of their room. I have one little girl with a beautiful green room. Another little boy with so many decorations that I can see what his personality is like. Um, I've been with students to their daycare. I've been with students that have streamed from Las Vegas. 
So I think it's giving us access to our students where they're most comfortable and they can still be within their classroom. Thanks. So, I mean, I thought what a great, what a great take on this. I mean, obviously she would rather her students be in the room with her, but when else have we seen the kids' bedroom? Yeah. Ne never. I mean, yeah. meeting pets, meeting grandparents. I mean, yes, there have been times where some of the things seen in the background of a Zoom meeting may not, <laughs> yeah. may not have been the most appropriate, but, um, but, she's, but she's building relationships in ways that she never would have before. Yeah, and, and again, like you said, about the silver lining, yes, there, there's been a lot of pushback of the cameras being turned on. Um, and like districts are saying no, but again, that silver lining piece that we're talking about, that theme is she's been able to, like you said, the students are being able to share their own worlds now. Um, you're being able to understand where our students are coming from. Uh, again, like they, maybe they're sharing a room with three or four people in there. Uh, mm -hmm. or again, they have a beautiful green room. Um, which is fascinating. Like, again, the whole, the only time we got to know pets are when, you know, they had the student of the, the week, you know, student of the week, yeah. and they had brought in their picture of it. But now you're, you're able to show on camera that on an every day. And I think that's, that'd be a great activity of the person of the week. They can now share stuff and take questions real time from the over, over the camera. Yeah, and, and something that, that she can ask the student about. Hey, how is, insert pet's name here, hey, I notice all the pictures of Hawaii on your wall. So yeah. it's just another way to build that connection and build that relationship that goes beyond just the open your math books to page 53 and let's do some long division problems. It, it just, and it's also, so much more. And also uh, with, if, if teachers are doing small groups, um, mm -hmm. instruction. This is now giving your shy student, even if they don't have the camera turned on, it's just like Flipgrid. It's giving them a voice. Um, it's giving those students that don't have that opportunity to speak up that now, now they have that platform. Um, yes. especially again, I talking video and audio with students, students are more comfortable sharing when it's just audio. So like if they do have their cameras turned off, especially like in, let's give Flipgrid example where they have the microphone now yes. mode, they're, they're more comfortable of just sharing verbally um, than they are looking at a camera. It is uncomfortable looking in the camera and you're looking at back at yourself. Yeah. So I think, you know, the technology is there now. Our shy students have voices. Um, I was a shy student in school. So I do, you know, they do have this voice now. And, you know, they can, we're using this technology to elevate them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agree. And I saw that with, when I would podcast with students, when I was in the classroom, you're, you're so right that kids are way more comfortable speaking into a microphone by themselves and getting up in front of a class and doing a speech in front of the class. I mean, I still remember my one student who was one of the shyest, most quiet kids in the class but you put that Logitech headset microphone on him and he turned into Tom Brokaw. I mean, he, <laughs> he, awesome. it was, it was like, wow, a, a total transformation um, because he was comfortable. Yeah. And, 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 and I love that. So any, any other silver linings that you, that you uh, have seen? Mine again, I, I have written down is the collaboration piece. Um, 
I'm seeing teachers working together uh, more frequently and it's not teachers in their school. Um, it's a Ooh. global, it's a global collaboration now. Um, people are asking, uh, from, from help or, you know, partnering in, Hey, you want to come talk to my class? They can have guest people come in or just planning units and lessons. Again, going back to the PLN, um, they're planning, they're from different States, uh, you know, doing these like lessons and units together. So I think the collaboration is going beyond the, the classroom walls. It's, it's a global collaboration in this time because, Again, it's just not us in Northern and Southern California that mm -hmm. are facing this. This is a global pandemic. So we're all we're like high school musical. We're all in this together. <laughs> uh, so, and I'm seeing that collaboration go beyond uh, of, of our norm. Um, you know, again, like I said, this social media, it does have its, its good and bad, but this is one yep. silver lining on social media that we can find these people that we can work with. No, absolutely, absolutely. You would have thought that we would have planned these segues, but like, but this is for anyone listening. We didn't do that. Like, I didn't know what was on your list. You didn't know what was, but but you talking about that collaboration, I, I totally agree. Like, we have our PLCs, our grade level PRC, PLCs, our departmental. But this is one of the things that I have is one word, Zoom. <laughs> okay, like Zoom slash Google Meet slash Microsoft Teams. What has come out of this? Virtually every single person, because you said you could have somebody virtually visit your classroom. Now, we had some of our teachers, I mean, the Skype in the classroom and mystery mm -hmm. Skypes and stuff, but those were the exception. I think you would, it's like not, most people didn't know how to do that. It was, they, they, those were their early adopters who were yep. out doing that. Whereas now every, the teachers know how to do this mm -hmm. and, and, um, whether it's what we're doing, I mean, we're recording this via zoom. We're recording this for the podcast. Look what teachers are going to be able to do now back to school presentations. They mm -hmm. did those virtually. They recorded it. They threw them up on their canvas page. How great is that going to be moving forward? Couldn't they do the same time? I mean, to be able to record a presentation, put it on their Canvas page for parents who were working and couldn't make it that night or had a family emergency and couldn't make it that night. I just, I think one of the silver linings for me is, is what you and I are doing right now. We are yeah. communicating via Zoom, via a, a, a media tool that how many, now, Disclaimer, I can't wait till we can have meetings in person anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I mean, because there's something about that human connection. And do I love having every one of our meetings virtual? No. No, I mean, because when I've got our principals meetings, there's something about sitting around the table and just looking somebody physically in the eyes and, and just there's, there's still human connection. So I'm looking forward to getting to go back to that. At the same time, how many meetings, Brian, have you attended in years past that could have been done over Zoom? Oh, yeah. Or, again, in, LM, in an LMS. Yes. Um, and it goes back to that old saying, like, this meeting could have been done could in an email. Could have been an email. <laughs> yeah. um, now, again, you can, you can almost videotape uh, yes. 
your recordings and that could be your meeting. And then when you do get back in person and have those face-to-face meetings, you can get into the real meat and potatoes of what you wanted to discuss. Yeah. Uh, no more, you know, I, yes, fluff is good during a meeting, um, but you can be really more directive now. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can flip, you can flip your meeting. Hey, yeah. record this, watch this. And when we get together, then we can talk about it. I mean, really get to the meat and potatoes of it. But I, I'm just thinking of those, some of the committee meetings that, 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 I, that I attend, have attended in the past, that you have attended in the past, where it takes me 15 to 20 minutes to get to the district office for a 30 to 45 minute meeting. Mm-hmm. And then it takes me another 15 to 20 minutes to drive back to campus, time that I wasn't on campus in case of an emergency. Those types of meetings, wow. Yeah. I, I, foresee, I foresee many of those staying virtual to yeah. maximize everybody's time. Yeah. And I mean, I think sometimes virtual, it, it, it'll do the trick. I mean, digital is not always the answer. Sometimes paper and pencil is the best tool for the job. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes the meeting in person, face-to-face, around a table, same room, that's going to be the best tool for the job. But I think that moving forward, a silver lining is we now have a tool. It could, doesn't always have to be in person. Yeah, it, it now to piggyback on yours, a good segue. There we go. Uh, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at this of how it's going to revolutionize education in general. Um, thinking of our students, I, I see that there will always be a virtual piece now, an asynchronous piece, a great, uh, again, my daughter, who's a senior in high school, junior in high school, she's really excelling at this. It was hard at first, but she's able to go at her own pace on some of her lessons and then go deeper, like in math that that she might have struggles in. She can go in depth on that. The other idea I had was like in high school, we know the science on the teenage brain where why are we starting schools at 745 in the morning when they need the sleep and the sleep in? Mm. Maybe start at 10 and have some asynchronous classes, you know, after sports practice at seven or eight o'clock at night where they can do an online class at night. Um, how, how are some of these things going to, you know, carry over into the, the transition? I, I think, I, I know we're both in public education, but like, I think we can learn from charter schools because they have that flexibility and freedom to try these, some of these. And, uh, it's now it's our turn to do that. We, we have, we've gone through this. We've seen what we can do. Let's try something. Um, but I also see, like I said, uh, the silver lining, I still see a virtual component to our school system coming in the future. Uh, Oh, absolutely. the, The virtual academies, you know, something or like I said, the home, like the homeschool community, um, how we can bring those into our school districts. Uh, so I, I do see some great potentials coming up. I, I absolutely agree. And I think earlier in the episode, I said like, oh, everybody wants them to be back in school. And let me back up for a second. Not everybody. Yeah. Because like you said, your daughter's excelling. Not to say that she wouldn't necessarily excel or want to go back in person, but there are those families for whatever reason, their child may do better in a virtual environment, whether it's work schedules, whether it's social issues, whether it's anxiety, whatever it is, 
to give those kids that opportunity. I 100% agree with you that I think moving forward in the 21-22 school year, I think that a whole lot of schools, a whole lot of districts will be offering virtual instruction. Yeah, yeah even, from from the get even when we reopen, do you yeah. want to stay virtual? Yeah, or or even and maybe not virtual, maybe even hybrid. Um, hybrid you know, go yeah. go like what here another person, Caitlin Tucker, who's been on the mountaintops mm -hmm. crying, you know, yelling out about flipped education. Yeah, this is bringing in a hybrid. If you had a hybrid program in your schools, you know, you come in two days a week. And I, I think doing that with like project-based learning or problem-based learning, both of those, you know, you come in the class to solve these problems and then on your own time in a hybrid setting, you're learning from the textbook, the LMS, the online resources, and then you come back into person uh, for the whole PBL aspect of it. I, I see PBL programs, you know, picking up steam again. So like doing hybrid when we're back in person. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that, again, it hasn't, out of adversity is when new change, new yeah. revolutionary things come. And I, I really think that, I mean, you see all these one words right now, everyone's one word, which, which I've done, and I, I think it's great when we set that, but um, out of this, we can choose to focus what we choose to focus on is going to be where we put our energy. That's what, what, what's going to happen. And if we can choose not to strictly focus on all the crummy stuff that's come out of this. And again, there's been plenty of that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, th yes. this is not to, to, to just gloss over and say, what do you, I mean, I, when I have conversations with parents, like I, I kind of almost chuckle and say like, Hey mom, dad, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to insult you and be like, what are you talking about? Everything's fine. Like, well, what are you cons I mean, like, cause this stinks, mom. This mm -hmm. stinks, dad. Like, this is not ideal. We, but, but we're going to do, we're doing the best we can and we're going to learn from this and we're going to come out on the other side stronger. Let me, let me, as we, as we start to wind down, let me go. Have there been silver linings personally? for you for like like outside of school and i haven't i i mean if not that's okay i mean because i've got something on my list from a from more of a, a personal anything that that jumps out at you from a I, if, for me, again, I think seeing from others and even even like for so, not necessarily myself but for others the amount of hobbies uh, mm. other than baking bread um, just <laughs> things that People have been picked up on me personally. Um, I, I mentioned to you earlier that my son, who's a, a, a senior in college, and he's come home virtually. Uh, and so it gave me that, it gave us our family. Our family has become much closer and uh, we're, we're a close family already, but we're even closer now. Uh, we're not at it, you know, at each other's throats because like my wife, she's working virtually. She sits right next to me. Fortunately, she's in education too, and so we can we can bounce ideas back and off about often each other. But I think our our family grew even stronger um, during this. Uh, yes, we might we do get at each other at stuff, but the silver sure. line there's that. But my son coming back, being able to grasp that one more moment before he goes off in the real world um, is one. And the second thing really good is seeing the 
between my son and daughter, their bond has become so much closer. Um, so like they make a, they make a lunch date every week and they just go through a drive through and they eat in the car um, somewhere. But just seeing that bond between them as a parent, it, it really, it warms my heart to see that. So that's one thing personally. That's, that's, I, I'm going to echo what you've said that that's uh, truly, it's like, did I, did I share my Google keep a uh, note with you, Brian? I mean, but, but again, our kids are, I mean, my daughter's a sophomore in college. My son's a sophomore in high school. She was away at school, had to come back in March to finish up virtually. Um, we got the family back. Yeah. So, I mean, all, all four of us were, were under the same roof. Now, um, that was tough in terms of she would have rather have been, she didn't yeah. want to necessarily come home. It was her, it was her freshman year of college and, and she got most of the year. Um, but, but on the positive side of that, like we started watching lost together yeah. as a fan, like we started, they'd never seen that. My wife was like, well, let's start. So we're able to do fam, just family, binge television yep. watching the nights and on the weekends and they did what you said where sometimes she would drive my son they would go get an acai bowl or a smoothie from they, they would get it to go and just eat in the car and just like you said their bond has become uh stronger and and just it i think it's helped prioritize family and i think that that family i mean we we say family first family first family mm -hmm. first which is true, but I think what this has caused me to see, like, it really matters. <laughs> and yeah. It's really, and it's really, too, like you said, the hobbies that people have done. Like, for me personally, when we had to work from home for March, I'm, I'm back working out of my office, even though we're still in a virtual. But from March through June, our, we were closed. Like, yeah. it was, so it was all virtual what that enabled me to do was I wasn't driving in the morning. I wasn't driving home in the afternoon. So at the end of the day, I was able to walk and get outside yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and make walking part of my, my daily routine to, again, I'm socially distanced from everyone. It, it was safe, but it's helping my heart. It's helping my mental state of mind. I, I could get out and do that. And, I pulled up my my Apple my Apple Watch and I looked I looked to say like I walked 344 miles Jeez. in 2020, which I know for for a lot of the marathon runners and stuff like 300 <laughs> I did that in a week yeah. and it's like but but I, I usually run walk about three 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 and a quarter miles is is my little routine but it's like I walked 344 wow. miles That's and crazy. I would I would not have done that. If I was at school, yeah, like I was, I was still able, still getting the work done. But because of my location, being forced to be at home, and sometimes I would go out and I would answer my emails, yeah, on my phone while walking around my community. So I'm getting the sunshine, getting the fresh air, and I'm multitasking. Who says men can't multitask? <laughs> it is. Anyway, I, I just for me that was a that was a that's a silver lining. It and I think to, to go, go on that, I think you know during this time when we're in front of a screen all the time, I think mm. uh, 
again, I think one of the the not so silver linings that go back mm-hmm. into that dumpster fire is the social and emotional learning of our students, which oh, is hard. Yes, which is that's what pulls on my heart. Um, and I think that's as a family we saw that, and we needed to. That's why we kind of stepped in to build this family bond to be even stronger. But again, like I said, you're sitting in front of the screen all the time. And when you were at home, you were able, you had that moment of driving home, gave you that time to disconnect work to home. And I think the walking helps that transition because now our work and our school and our personal lives are all in one room, Um, giving you that moment of like, okay, at the end of the day, you know, go out and walk. I usually walk in the mornings. Um, But again, just to clear my mind, uh, yeah, I, I, I've always walked in the morning, but again, bringing back to the, the importance of mindful meditation has helped me keep my bearings also. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's important to, you know, step away from everything and give you that outlet of just walking and then the getting the vitamin D, uh, yeah. you know, out in the sunshine when it is sunny. Um, yeah, you know, exactly. It, well, yeah, if, if nothing else, this circumstance has, brought back into the forefront what you said the importance of social emotional health and and well-being and i need to get out and walk Mm -hmm. like 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 because i'm gonna go crazy if i don't and telling my teachers guys go out and take a walk take a break like like that's okay that's not it's not just okay Uh it's necessary it's you can't do that this is too hard a job it, it, it's too hard a job under air quote regular circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. It is definitely too hard a job under, under what we're under right now. Yeah. The, the pandemic. So uh, to go back to what you mentioned question for you um, yeah. a little bit more lighthearted, you mentioned yes. loss. Hey, what else have, what else have you been streaming? Oh, I, I, uh, I just finished Cobra Kai season three. I was just about to mention that uh, we just <laughs> we we just that was like it was you're talking about like your kids like we each have something that we stream with uh, my daughter have and I have something my wife and I have something and my son and I we just binged uh, season three so yeah now I'm waiting for season four so yeah it was it was really good I I with the yeah. I was gonna. I'm not gonna even get it. It was good. I I, I did that, and I'm I'm watching uh, Ted Lasso right now. That is, I my goal was I want to be more like Ted Lasso. I I'm, I'm telling you, I'm I'm what? There's ten episodes. I'm six episodes in. Again, for anyone who hasn't seen this, I'd heard great things. Yeah. But educators said, "Oh, this it's really good." I'm I'm with you, Brian. It's like. The I'm waiting for Molly and Weston Kishnick to do Ted Lasso as as oh one yeah of their, as one of their episodes as one of their episodes because what 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 can we learn from Ted Lasso yeah I mean he's from without spoiling stuff I mean that is a very positive gentleman who yes. has a pos- I mean speaking of silver linings mm-hmm. he's the king of silver linings and yes I I would love to be more like him yeah because like. It- to, to, I don't want to spoil too much. He does have, let's say, like demons in his life, but he yeah. chooses to go for that silver lining. And so that's, I, like, I we've already watched it twice. We watched the mm-hmm. episode. So, I mean, and I'm ready to watch it a third time when I'm walking in the morning on the, on the treadmill just because 
I want to be more like him. Um, just seeing the positive outlooks and just watching that, it makes you feel good too. And, so. and seeing, again, without spoiling anything, seeing what his outlook does to those around him, uh-huh. to those that he is leading, to those, again, I, I, I'll say one little, I, I just have to say it, it's not going to spoil anything, but at the very beginning of the show, when, when he meets the equipment manager, yes, Nathan, yes. and he says, what's your name? And the guy says, nobody's ever asked me my yeah. name before. And he tells him his name. And then the next day when he says, hey, Nathan. And I don't know if you remember what Nathan, his response is, you remembered my name. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, that's, I mean, I'm big. It's chapter one in my book, Power of a Name. I mean, so it's like, oh my gosh, Ted Lasso gets it. I mean, yeah. there is power in, in somebody's name. But no, that's, uh, and I still have a week to go on my vacation. So I'm looking to, uh, to continue to finish Ted Lasso and, and try to get, uh, oh, Queen's Gambit. I watched. I, uh, I haven't seen, I've, I've seen people rave about that. I, I haven't gone down that route yet. It, it is, uh, I watched it, my daughter watched it, and then um, we had, my wife watched it. And all I will say is when you can make chess compelling, <laughs> it, it's, it, it, it was, we, we really enjoyed it. It was, okay. it was, it was very well, very well done. And again, if, if you can make chess compelling it's and they did, job. <laughs> and, and, they, and they did, and they did. So, well, I'm going to finish with one more. It's kind of a, a, a I don't want to end on a downer note, but one, one, it's a positive that when I first say, when I say it, it will sound like a negative. But the thing that I think is really important is what has the pandemic done? It has shined the spotlight on inequity, like hugely. And as a director of technology, I'm sure you have seen this just in terms of who has devices mm-hmm. and who doesn't. And in the community in which I live, pre-pandemic, I think a lot of this was, there, was a lo- there were a lot of assumptions Well, everybody has a computer. Everybody has the internet. Everybody has these resources. And what this has shown? No, they don't. No. And, and, and it's not just they don't have a computer. It's they don't have the internet. But in addition, it's not just about the devices. What it's shown us is what we're seeing in the background, there's a lot of inequity. Yes. And a lot of these kids, like you said, they're sharing a room, two, three, four kids in a one-bedroom thing trying to do virtual learning at the same time, yelling, screaming, arguing, fighting in the background. And I think what this has done is this is always there. Yeah. <laughs> it was always there. It put it we in the forefront. Yeah. We just didn't have a front row seat mm-hmm. watching it on our computer screens. And while that's like, ooh, way, way to end the podcast on a depressing note, Brent. But once again, flipping that, what are we going to do about that? Yeah. Because I think moving forward, when we reopen schools, that inequity will still be there. Mm-hmm. And I saw, I don't even remember who tweeted it, but somebody just posed the question on Twitter and said, hey, when schools reopen, what are you going to have? Are you going to make the kids give the computers back? And, and it was just this, this pandemic for us, it was a jump start on, again, I, I came into this new school district inherited. It put a jump start to our one-to-one initiative. So 
um, I, I was able to, everyone has a Chromebook, but now like before, like you said, some families go, oh, we already have a computer, but now they're realizing, wait, I'm working for home. Yeah. You know, I have other kids working from home. We need more. We just can't all share one. Yeah. So the one-to-one, but like another thing you mentioned was the internet access. That's, that's a thing with the, like the FCC. Uh, again, we need more broadband and internet. And that's been, we, we purchased yeah. 300 hotspots in order. And now we're seeing that, okay, multiple students can't use just one hotspot. So we've been given a hotspot per student. So mm-hmm. like the Chromebooks that have the Wi-Fi, the, uh, the LTE built in already, yeah. it just is fascinating. That's, I mean, that's the way to go. But again, like you said, when we're back, we know, we know of dead spots in our zone that T-Mobile isn't hitting. So what are some, solu- like I have some solutions in mind, um, like the, the El Centro school district down on the border of Mexico, they have antennas on all of their schools that expand Wi-Fi that can go up to two miles radius of the house. Um, wow. uh, but it goes against some of the, like, e- like if you're getting E-rate that you can't E-rate. supply it. Yeah, but still maybe the E-rate things will change that we do. Does internet for students become a necessity and an appliance that we provide as a, as a district also? Um, yeah, it, it's, I see the silver lining as it is asked, it has posed the question that we have to find answers for. And, mm-hmm. and I think we would be doing a disservice to our, to our stakeholders to just go, you hear people say, I can't wait to go back to normal. And it's like, I think we need to be cautious of this back to normal, meaning going back to assuming that everybody had a device, that everybody had um, internet access, that everybody has, speaking of kindergarten, first, second grade, that everybody has a parent at home to help them with their homework, to help them with the stuff that you're assigning. Because we're now seeing they don't. Yeah. They, they don't. And so I, I see that as a silver line. I see that as, as a good thing in that, not that there's a, a fast, easy, quick, or cheap solution to it, but it's something that we have to consider because there, the inequities have always been there. Yeah. It's, and it, it's, and, it, and it's, what you mentioned, now. we're going, when we're going back to normal, where I think we're going back to a new normal. Yeah. Um, and so I think these are some of the things that we have to consider. Um, yeah. And, and it, like you said, it was it, not a downer, but again, it, it, it shed to light the reality um, yeah. that we all, we all assume. Um, and I think, I, I think that's one thing I got from one of my longtime school districts I work on was I had uh, one of the assistant superintendents says, she always said, never assume. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and so like, I've never, that's always been a part of me. Uh, the only thing I do assume is I, is I in, assume of good intent when someone does mention something, but when it comes to policy and procedures in your district, never assume, go and ask the questions. And, and, and I think that, I think I, I've been really, it's been really great to see our district leadership, um, recognizing that and not assuming and, and, and running and and what can we do to make this better what can we do to make this better and i just think if we continue that mindset whether it's from a classroom teacher what can i do to help these students 
be more successful, whether it's me as a site leader, what can I do to help my teachers be more successful, to help my students and families be, we just have to be aware and reflect and know that it's there because mm -hmm. we, we need, we need, if anything, just go back and remember some of the things we've seen in our zoom meetings. Yeah. Because, or, or the cutouts where he keeps, he keeps losing his internet. It's like, well, so keep that in mind Yeah. when we're assigning and, work that is requiring that. <laughs> and even, you know, even with teachers, mm -hmm. you know, do, should we be providing a high speed internet for them? Because I've been in meetings with, even with our superintendent, her Wi-Fi goes down sure. um, during uh, a leadership meeting. So yeah, uh, it's, the, inequi the inequities even across the board for everyone. It, for everybody. Abs absolutely. No. Um, well, yeah, I'm, a, I'm in a, my upstairs room right now because when we were in March, I was doing it at my office downstairs and the internet's not as good in my office. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the one leading the meetings and I'm cutting out my internet. Yeah. So uh, we've since learned that the internet is better upstairs. So, uh, <laughs> well, Brian, thank you for, I really appreciate this. And, and for everyone listening, I, I hope you've gotten something out of this. And um, I mean, the moral of the story for me, it's, per, I mean, I haven't chosen a one word, but, but the word that keeps coming up is perspective. Like, I think our perspective, if, if we choose to have a positive perspective and find the good, I did a little video out on Twitter, like, if you look for the positives, you will find them. And when you find them, you can then be thankful for them and appreciate them. If you look for the negatives, you will find them. <laughs> and right now, it's easier to find the negatives than the positives, but I just think seek the positives and you'll find them. And then when you find them, you can appreciate them because it could be worse. I mean, <laughs> I know it's hard to imagine, like, but, but it could be worse. Yeah. It, it, it really could be. And, and like Ryan and I talked previously once before, can you imagine if we went through this five years ago? Oh. We, 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 we no, wouldn't, we wouldn't, would we would drive by, pick up your packets and book yep. every week. Um, yep. so even, so I think if you, if you're thinking of how could it be worse, think about if this was five years ago. Yeah, exactly. We, we, there's no way we would have been ready for something like this. Um, yeah. And, and I just think how, how our organizations just across the country have, pivoted and adapted and and done the best that they could possibly do mm -hmm. for kids and their families has it been perfect no but but considering everything that we've had to to deal with uh, I'm, I'm really proud of to call myself an educator yes. amidst amidst what what we have what we have done so well brian um Thank you, my friend. <laughs> I, I appreciate you sharing your words of wisdom and your experiences and your stories. Uh, I, 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 as I, as I say frequently, even if no one else is listening, I got something out of this. So no, I, and I echo that it's, it's funny because like we, as you being a school leader and I'm a leader, like leading these meetings, there's those times where we just need to sit down and just, you know, just talk, um, mm -hmm. like we did here. Um, yep. When, you know, when I'm talking to other people, let's just on Zoom, just that social hangout, we, we all deserve it. So um, if anyone's listening, we all know how to Zoom, 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 like 
my brother doesn't do it, but I can zoom him down LA. I taught my dad how to do it. Uh, you know, he's 80 years old on a, I got him a Chromebook and I taught him how to do Google meet. So there we go. Yeah. Just find someone you haven't talked to in a while. Exactly. And, and, and yeah, the, 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 the holidays, I mean, how many families across the country that couldn't travel or be together for, for health and safety reasons did so via yeah. Via Google Meet or Teams or or Zoom, it's it's a it's a tool that we now have to collaborate for professional, but also for personal. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't it, it doesn't have to be professional all the time. I'm already thinking of uh, starting to you know for Super Bowl with with buddies. You know, ah, do there we go, and just you know continue with the trash talking. Um, there we know, go. That, so, that social element. I, and again, we, Ryan and I, we do game nights, um, which is another great thing with Zoom. And so, yeah, reach out yeah. to someone. No, I, I, I like it. I, I've done uh, um, some, I mean, I've got friends, just very low stakes uh, poker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, j- just, just know, just where we Zoom and play a, a, a game where, where it's like, you get, so you can see everybody and you're playing on the computer using virtual virtual money i mean but it's just it's a time to talk and chat and shoot the breeze and and do something my mom does that she plays bridge with people from scotland she doesn't even know but there we go there you go there's a silver there's a silver lining bridge bridge with with the scots so awesome well for anyone who doesn't know how to connect with you brian how can they get it how can they connect with you online uh, on Twitter, uh, you can find me, um, Bri Briggs, B-R-I-B-R-I-G-G-S. You can send me a tweet. Um, I usually use Twitter mainly for the direct messages. Um, you know, I, I do share some, but there's that. And then like you mentioned, Ryan and I do a podcast called Check This Out, where we share some ideas. So, And, and for, anyone, for anyone who has not checked this out, uh, I would recommend that you do check this out because it's, again, one of the things that I love about your show is, is yes, you share good stuff, but I love the banter and just <laughs> be, be too, I mean, you guys, you're obviously good friends and just the conversation. It's, it's fun to listen to. I think you said edutainment yeah. and that's a great way to describe it is you're learning something, but you're doing so in a way that is fun and enjoyable yeah. Um, I've, I've frequently listened to driving out to Q conferences in Palm Springs, listening to you yeah, guys. You may have to hit like two times speed because we do tend to go long. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate the time. And, uh, uh, hopefully again, we'll be able to chat in person, in person in sometime in the, in the near future. And for everyone listening, Thank you for tuning in. As always, I appreciate you tuning in. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe. You can find Teaching Tales in your favorite podcast podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or you can listen directly on my website at brentcoley.com. And until next time, have a good one and be safe.